Potter World. Yeah, what's it called? The Magic of something magical? I don't know. I'm going to see it tomorrow. I'll probably. be honest. I think it's just called Harry Potter World. Uh, the only, I'm really just looking forward to drinking some butter beer. That's it. Oh. Sounds good, right? You could just drop butter in your beer. Yeah, it's have true. the same effect. It's true. true. I haven't had an actual beer in like months. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't really drink beer a whole heck of a lot, but I've had two in but the last you do. week. <laughs> Which, it for me, is a lot. Yeah. I had I had one last night in an engagement, and then I had one at the LA Galaxy soccer game. Yeah. And I feel fat now. <laughs> so I sent you uh, some pics. I was at the uh, uh, All-Star Game, Major League Baseball All-Star Game Fan Fest. Yes, you were. Where Down in San Diego. I didn't even know you were going. Yeah, well, I was going for like a little... You know, anniversary getaway weekend. You know, San Diego is a fun okay, town. Really quick, you got to talk yeah. about this. Okay, you have having a ten day anniversary getaway. <laughs> uh, what? You Every know what? day you're posting new I, and I, crazy things. I didn't plan that, but you know, once Tressa posted it, I guess you got to make it happen. Um, you, you got to make the words pop off the page. Yeah. yeah. So you guys went. You know, you went across the country. Would you go to Ohio? Well, that no, that was for that was, we were in Denver for a wedding. Denver that for wasn't a wedding. part of the ten days. But you guys were out of town though, besides San Diego, yeah. weren't you, for this big thing? <clears throat> no, we were here doing a lot of stuff here. Uh, but we were well, we were in Long Beach. I guess if you consider Long that out Beach, of town. that's out of town. I had a gondola ride. That was oh, pretty cool, goodness. dude. Gondola ride. You guys went to Girasol, one of my favorite mm-hmm. restaurants. Girasol, yeah. Uh, chef, chef CJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, very. Was he there? Did you talk to him? Uh, we did not. We've seen him there before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been him restaurant. there briefly one time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that place is great. It's great. If not, crazy expensive. Yeah. It's a, it's it's more of like an anniversary place to go. Yeah. I want. Here's the deal, Brent. I went on my anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I think I've gone there on two different anniversaries, or yep. maybe it was a birthday or something. It's one of those places, you know, you can't go to all the time. Well, here's the deal. We can't go to all the yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, if you go a couple times a year for special occasions, it's yeah. the best. Guys, he's a top chef. It's Chef CJ from Top Chef, if you have not yeah. uh, been. And he has a he's restaurant tall. right here in North Hollywood. He is 6'10". Yeah. And he is a monster in the most delightful way. Yeah. Uh, but so you went down so to the is, All-Star so, Game oh, Fest. Oh, yeah, because my, uh, my buddy Brett, who's also a big Royals fan, you know, we talked Pretty much every day about the Royals. Uh, Brett Smilek, friend of the show. No, not Brett Smilek. No. no. Oh well. Hello, Brett. How you doing? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, you know he had uh, some, some laminates to, to get us in, so we didn't have to pay the the entry fee. You know. Yes. And then, uh, well, that's always a plus. I, yeah. And then we were sitting there, and then my buddy goes, "Hey, there's Jack Morris." You sent me a picture of Jack Morris. Now, Jack yeah. Morris in my uh, uh, lexicon mm-hmm. is one of the most hated and loved figures. Mm-hmm. Loved because he was the key member of the 1984 mm-hmm. rotation right. that won the Tigers the mm-hmm. last World Series. Hated why? 1991, mm-hmm. I was an Atlanta Braves fan, mm-hmm. and Jack Morris single-handedly beat my Atlanta Braves in the World Series and pitched a 10-inning shutout in Game 7 yeah. famously and broke my heart when I was a kid. But you, you love him now, though. I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's I, he's a legend for the for the Detroit Tigers. It's one of those deals where I've forgiven him for 1991. Yeah. That pain has eroded away, yeah. and now all that is left is the great memory of 1984. Right, well, that's cool. So yeah, yeah, I saw Jack Moore. He's he's color commentator for the somebody Diamondbacks. Is it Diamondbacks? It's one of those two. No, maybe that was Kurt Gibson was the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I think I thought he was. I don't know where he is, but I know. But my buddies yeah. immediately was like, oh, there's. There's uh, Jack Morris. It's weird because it's not a team that he ever played for. Yeah. Or maybe even a team that existed when he played. <laughs> so my buddy automatically grabs a ball and t- tells his 16-year-old son, hey, go go get Jack Morris to sign that. Yeah. Signs the ball. Brings it back so they can sell it. You know. Of course. Yeah. Sell it to me. <laughs> How much? Let's do it. Let's broker it right here on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you do anything That's else fun, fun. for um, um, All-Star, All-Star Game fest- festivities? Uh 
No, I mean we went down to we went over to Coronado, went hung out in the Coronado uh, Hotel. You know, this famously is haunted and famous for like you know FDR and Marilyn Monroe going there and stuff like that. So FDR is haunting it. Yes. Then I, I, if anyone's going to haunt it, it's probably William Howard Taft. He was also there. You know, he only haunts he the haunts bathtubs. the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> the buffet that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I actually I did get you something. Uh, at you the, did get me yeah, something. I did get you something. Oh my goodness! Not, what is going on? Not you know probably not. I, what you would hope that I would get you. If it's a Cleveland Indians hat, I'm going to punch you. It's not. It's just a, you know, it's just <laughs> a, little, oh. a, little, a little thing Hello. I got you. It's not. What is this? Guys, go. I'm not expecting this. It's a okay. baseball. Yeah, that's a baseball. Is it actually? So a... There it is. There it is. Jack Morris baseball. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Dude. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Dude, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I would like a Jack Morris baseball. <laughs> I think this covers the Christmases and birthdays for a while. Uh, it was, it was a, <laughs> it was worth it. I'll get it. Brent, here's Enjoy the deal. It. Here's the deal. 2016 is taken care of. Thank you. <laughs> We're halfway through and you're done. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I also that. sent you a picture of Jack Morris's butt. You did. Now, I expect to see that framed on your wall also. Well, here's Thank the deal, you. Brent. I forgive you for that, too. Just like Jack Morris himself. <laughs> I've forgiven him for 91. I'll forgive you for that. Oh. Um, you did show me that fresh, uh, was it that was a Cleveland hat? No, that was a Detroit. That was a D Detroit. Was backwards. Yeah, but that was like a Connecticut Tigers. It was a it minor was. league, okay. a minor league Detroit hat. That was cool though, because it was a C, but it was in the shape of the old English. Yeah, D. it looked like a Detroit Tigers hat, except it was a C. God, it would have been great if it was a. It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought I th- actually thought it was like a weird, like weird style Cleveland hat, and I was just like, "Why are you even showing me this? It's cool. Yeah, it looks incredible." But no, that's yeah, not I believe us. is Connecticut one of their uh, minor league. Uh, it would be like. A. Yeah, I believe it said the Connecticut Tigers. That'd be really cool. That's pretty cool. Well, uh, I'll have to head on down. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's done. So anyway, guys, hey, everybody. Uh, We are back with episode 142 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And Brent just got me a baseball, which is very exciting. Took my breath away. I was not expecting anything. Gray's crying. I'm crying a little bit on the inside. It was very touching. Thank you so much. Uh, Again, well, as Brent alluded to before, it's the Major League uh, Baseball All-Star Game. Going on probably today as we release this episode. Well, today is, yeah, well, today as we're recording, we're going to see the Home Run Derby. That's right. Which I have I have to brag a little bit. I have dominated this competition, Ray. I've picked the winner, uh, the exact winner, three years in a row. You've done pretty good so far. Three years in a row. I've picked the exact, I mean, that's almost like, that's, how does that even happen? Brent, if it makes you, uh, and I don't want to brag. Yeah. But I have picked not the winner three years in a <laughs> row. So I've got that going for me. So, yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Home Run Derby. We're going to be predicting the All-Star Game, have a little conversation about that. We, uh, we're going to be talking about Preacher. Mm-hmm. So don't you worry, people. Yeah. Unless we don't, but I think we're going to. We probably will. <laughs> probably will. And uh, we'll be right back to do all of the above and more after three seconds of NWA. So we've done this for now three years in a row, Brent. Mm-hmm. The prediction of the Home Run Derby. And so far, you have absolutely dominated Yeah, <laughs> this field. It's been rough. It's been tough. I believe I've let you pick first every time, too. It's been full of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you picked Joanna Cespedes. You picked Todd Frazier. I had Cespedes two years in a row and then Frazier. And you were right. Yeah. And it hurts me. And this is the year, Brent, I get over. No Cespedes this year. No Cespedes. Well, he's done it enough. Once you win it two years, you should I be think not he's, allowed I think to he's injured it. right now, too. He and... Oh, Syndergaard or one of their big pitchers both got injured on the same day. Jacob DeGrom? DeGrom, yeah. There you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so we got this field right here. Brent, can you just lay it out for us? Who are all the people? So that way I get first choice again, right? 
I sure. Why and not? then you get to you get to pick yours, and then, then I, and then well, you we get both to be right. T- we both take pick two. That's correct? right. We pick two. So what happens is you pick the first one, you or two. you can pick. No, nope. let me pick first and have two and three. I'll which take is, the first one. Which has been the that you know you realize it's happened to you three years in a row and you haven't won. Here's the deal, Brent. <laughs> it's gonna happen again, and I'm gonna lose again. Okay. I feel I feel good about my picks though. So okay. I think I know who you're gonna take. Interesting. So I'm going to try to pick counter-programming. But uh, let's go through all the people we have a choice okay, so over. We have right Giancarlo now. Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton is a monster of a player. Yeah. Uh, for the Marlins. We have uh, Mark Trumbo. Mark Trumbo, big in, home run hitter. in Baltimore right now, which is a tiny, tiny field. Uh, we have uh, two different uh, uh, Seattle, Seattle guys. Yes. We have Robinson Cano. Robbie. And we also have... Uh, don't Corey you Se- know, it's Robinson Cano. That's right. Is this? Let me look. And Kyle Seeger is the other guy. Kyle Seeger. Corey Seeger. Corey Seeger. No, Kyle Seeger is Bob Seeger's brother. That's right. That's right. Now we have Corey Seeger. We Corey Seeger. Have... <laughs> I actually got confused. There's Kyle Seeger, who who is for Seattle. Corey Seeger is the guy for the Dodgers. Um, here's the absolute deal. I honest to God thought that was the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Only now do I realize the folly of my errors. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have Todd. We have the Todd Father. The Todd Father, one of your favorite players. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, not anymore because he plays well, for the White Sox, but I still like him. Good, good uh, player. Adam Duvall. Honestly, I can't even tell you. Adam Let's Duvall. See. Adam Duvall. Isn't he one of the workaholics? I believe he is. <laughs> I believe he was uh, <laughs> in The Godfather. Oh, there we go. He, <laughs> he loves the space. smell he of napalm in, in the morning. He was in Space Cowboys. That is absolutely all correct. <laughs> he plays for the Reds. Of course he does. Um, okay. Which almost guarantees that he's going to win it now that I've made fun of him. Uh, interesting, for interesting. sure. Uh, Will Myers, former number one pick of the Royals. Well, okay, I know, I know where that's going. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Carlos Gonzalez, cargo, cargo for Houston, I believe. Yeah, he plays for Houston. No, 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 no. Colorado Rockies. Oh, I'm thinking of Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez, the yeah. other cargo. Yeah, you're right. The 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 good cargo plays for Colorado. I can't Boy. even keep track Boy. anymore. We're we're off to a great start, Brent. I'm not liking my chances. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got one, two, three, four, Is it eight? eight guys. Eight guys. So I guess you can take your first pick. I'm going to take my first pick right now, and I'll tell you. Uh, this player I've seen play on television many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so there's a spoiler. I know who you're going to pick. I know exactly he who you're going to He is a pick. very monster of a player. Yeah, he's young. He's hungry. Mm-hmm. He's probably the favorite. Can I guess? Yes. Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton is absolutely the correct pick. I mean, how do you not take the heavy favorite? Uh, he's a great player. This is another notch on his belt. Uh, another mark at his resume, and it's something that I have to believe his competitive spirit will take over, and once he gets there, he will want to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to take Giancarlo Stanton. Brent, you get two picks in a row. I'm going to take, because um, he's on a roll right now. Well, gosh, I don't know. Do I want? I'm going between Trumbo and the Todd Father. Well, you do get two picks, but I also know you want your, your boy from Kansas City. So this makes it tough. Which one? The guy that came from Kansas City? Will, Will Myers? Myers? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take Will Myers with my first pick. Absolutely. Hometown boy. That often leads to them winning the... That's what happened with the Todd father. That's true. Uh, when they were in Cincinnati. I'm going to take Will Myers. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I like Trumbo, but he plays in that tiny, tiny stadium. I'm going to go with the guy with the proven record from last year. The Todd Father. The Todd Father. See, those are the t- exact two players I knew you were going to take. <laughs> so I already had back pocket Mark Trumbo. Mark Trumbo. Oh, there you go. Former LA uh, Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good player when he was here. So he must, you know, very he good knows the offensive area. player. 
okay, yes. <laughs> I will look playing defense. He's a little bit like a moose. Yeah. out there, it's okay. He hits a lot of home runs, gets a lot of ribbies, as mm-hmm. the kids say. Mm-hmm. And so, Mark Trumbo was my other pick after Giancarlo Stanton. I feel very confident that you are going to win. <laughs> Once I, again, you know, honestly, if you if I picked first, I was probably going to take Giancarlo just because he's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> it's like it's like betting against Brock Lesnar in a in a fight. Yeah, he just you know it's probably just not where the good money's at. But I'll take my I'll take my shot with Will Myers, the hometown boy. Absolutely, a Absolutely. big power, and uh, Todd Frazier, the Todd Father, the Todd Father. Uh, I knew if those two players were on the board, you would not be able to. <laughs> I almost took Trumbo, but gosh, Baltimore is such a small ballpark. You know, what I mean, the, the numbers, are, the home, home run numbers are inflated. But he put up good numbers. <clears throat> oh he goodness. did, he did. But now he's got like twenty some home runs. I don't know, I even know how many. Let me look. Mark Trumbo has. I think he's got like twenty two already, doesn't he? Twenty four. He's got a lot. He is a good player. Twenty eight. There you go. See, that's what I'm saying. Even more than I'm saying. Yeah, twenty eight. That's what I'm saying. He might have like you know seventeen, maybe eighteen, nineteen, if he was playing in Anaheim. Mark, 28. Mark Trumbull is one of those players in fantasy that I looked at and could have gotten on the cheap during the draft. Yeah. And then was just like, ah, he probably isn't going to. Oh, my God. What a mistake. You want to know why I've been doing terribly this year in fantasy, Brent? That's one of the reasons why. Well, he's kind of right in that sweet spot. He's 30 years old, like 29, 30 is kind of when guys are at their peak hitting wise, usually. That's usually, uh, from what my knowledge, like 27, 28 is when you're really at like your peak performance as a baseball player. Well, I'm talking player, about as an athlete, but, uh, but as a 29, 30, you're still good. Yeah, well, that's for, when, for baseball. and you're developing more power as you get older, too. You know? well, this is, you're in the sweet spot right now of you now have the experience of baseball, and mm-hmm. you have the smarts to play, and your body can still do the things you're asking it to do relatively quickly. So this is why this is kind of like the great conglomeration of the two Venn diagram circles Mm -hmm. meeting together. Um, Now, 30 is when it starts to fall off a little bit, but you could easily ride another four or five years if you're smart enough. Right. Now your smarts have to take over. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling, Ray, this is going to be the time you're going to – maybe you won't – your person won't win the contest, but at least – But at least you won't win? Yeah, maybe. It'll be – It'll I mean, how do we do Seattle this? Do we, guys? do we do we go with like who goes if our, one of our guys doesn't win, who goes further? Um, or? I say we either win or bust. See, I, I I feel like that too, the Japanese game show style. Like if your guy doesn't win, you don't win. You don't win. Thank you. You know, if you bet on a horse to win place or show, and then Brent, you bet on a horse to win place or show, and a horse neither of us picked uh, wins the race, we don't cash out well. We don't make any money on that race, even though you know I, I can't win through your loss. Yeah. So I would say absolutely. Can I tell you, as a dark horse, I do kind of like Corey Seager, the Dodgers do. guy. He's he's young and doesn't know any better. It's funny you say that because there's a part of me that said Robinson Cano might be the dark oh, horse. I know. The, I think so, too, because he plays in a kind of a big ballpark, and he still has a bunch of home runs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what's going on with that. Now, All-Star Game is happening right now, and I wanted to have a brief conversation, Brent. Okay. Since the strike year, 1994. Okay. Uh, or maybe it was a little bit after that. When the, when the game ended in a tie, officially. Oh right, yeah. and that and that was the worst thing that happened because baseball was already like getting pounded in the media by over a lot of things, steroids and what have you. Um, you know, they decided they wanted to. Bud Selig, the commissioner at the time, decided he wanted the game to mean something. So, home field for the World Series is decided in the All Star. Two thousand two, two thousand two. Okay, it was right after nine eleven. That's right. right. Okay, excellent. Baseball was having trouble. This is when the Mark McGuire steroid stuff was starting to come out. They'd already and, and this is so basically it was 1994. The season does not end. Right. They canceled the season because of a player strike, mm-hmm. which is the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Right. Three years later, they get everybody back. This is history of baseball, guys. 1997 was the year that uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa had the epic home run chase. 
And then right around 2000, 2001, we started to get the whispers of, hey, you know, baseball's back, but it's on the backs of steroids. There's a reason all these stats are inflated. It's because these players are juicing like crazy men. They're juicing like the Ultimate Warrior up in here. What? Ultimate Warrior was juice? Spoiler alert. And um, and so right around here is when the World uh, All-Star game went like 13 innings. They ran out of pitchers on both sides, mm-hmm. so they called the game a tie. And Bud Selig was seen as just like the devil. Mm-hmm. He allowed the season to not finish. He allowed steroids to creep into baseball in a weird way of getting PR back. And now he effed up the All-Star game. So at that point, Major League Baseball decided, well, we're going to make sure that the All-Star game is treated with more respect. And... Make the game count. Make it count. So here we are right now, and I'm at a point right now, I'm asking the question openly. It's a gimmick. It had its re- It had its purpose. It had its reasons. Isn't it time to let it go away? That it, the game counts? That the game does not count anymore. We treat it like the pure exhibition it is. We bring a little fun back into the game. Because right now they're playing to win the game. Yeah. Whereas that, the All-Star game is about showing off the players yeah, and getting into but, it but the, and having uh, okay. fun. Okay, let me, let me counterpoint you. The, but that gets us into the realm of this. that's what happens in the NBA All-Star game. And that's why everyone hates the NBA All-Star game. Well, the NBA All-Star game is a joke. The, yeah. skull ends up, the score ends up, since they're playing for fun, they're not playing any defense, and ends up being like 240 to 228, the score. And that's not basketball. That's not basketball. Well, you know, isn't it? So if they're no, just having not. fun and the guys are goofing around, they're doing like you know Harlem Globetrotter type stuff. You can play to win, but I think you can play with a little bit more fun because uh, unlike basketball, you still have to th- you still have to play defense. You still have to throw the ball. I would say you can't just like let every ball drop in front of you and be like, ha ha. I'm going to say something, and I don't think you can actually argue that I'm wrong. Oh, I, I bet I can. The last two years of the All Star Game, yes. have led to the greatest era of Jeez. baseball. Yeah, I think I found I found the floor in your in argument. baseball history. <laughs> Because the last two years, the Royals have had home home field advantage in the in the World Series because of the All Star Game, and you know they took one to Game Seven and, and they won the other one. So I feel like it's a good thing, Ray. Well, I mean, here's the deal: before it was just alternating back and forth between the the, the, the league. So American League one year, National League the next year, and it, that was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just random flip of a coin. Well, honestly, though, uh, in in baseball, unless you're someone like the what, what was the year with the, the Twins when every game was won by the home team. That doesn't happen in the World Series. That rarely happens in baseball. Where you're, Even if you play a four-game series, usually they don't s- sweep the other team. Well, going back to Jack Morris, you know the old mm-hmm. adage is, in a seven-game series, the series doesn't begin until the road team wins its first game. Right. So I'm still waiting for the 1991 well, World Series to begin. There you go. There <laughs> Just you go. saying. Was that the was that the series we were talking about? Twins yeah. and Braves, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that's that's. But that's the I don't remember it's an another. Outlier. It's yeah, an outlier. I don't remember another time that's happened. It is. It is not a normal occurrence because I mean. You, so yes. in a way, let make it count. So it makes them play a little harder and make them take it seriously. But it also doesn't affect that much. It doesn't at the end of the day. But I mean, it's a gimmick. I mean, you can't argue that it's totally a gimmick. It's a PR thing. And as with most PR things that are done, maybe not necessarily for the right reasons, but for like you know uh, fan reasons. At a certain point, the fans are going to get tired of it, and it's not going to be special anymore. And at that point, what are you doing? Yeah. You're changing the competitive balance. You're turning an exhibition game into an important game. Whereas, like, if, if I guess, and this is my head right here, but uh, because, you, you know, Brent, as an American League fan, a fan of an American League team, right. you can vote for National League players for the All-Star game still. Sure. So it's a little bit like an open primary right there. If you really want your Royals to win, you are behooved to vote for the worst physical players to make the All-Star game in the National League. 
I guess, but theoretically, I'm, yeah, theoretically, sure. So but why I are the fans voting, voting at all? Uh, well, I don't know because it, it's for the fans. Because it's for the fans. But if it's competitive advantage and what have you, I'm just saying if we're going to take it seriously, let's take it seriously a hundred percent and just let the manager pick his entire team. Hmm. Of all-stars and maybe like a limit, like a cap, how many all-stars from each team, and then every team has to be represented. Yeah, but then you're, then you're, then you run the thing where he, well, my team actually plays well together. You know, I'm going to take my nine players. Well, that, but you cap it at like four well, players. You see what I'm saying though. Well, I mean, you make well, it yes, fun the for Yankees the, you make it fun, time. you make it fun for the fans because they get a vote and be a part of it. You know, the highest, the guy, I mean, you can really tell who the most popular player in baseball is by looking at the all-star. Who had the most votes in the all-star game this year? Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Let me look. Oh, no, it was Salvador Perez. Of course it was Salvador. Oh, the- There's only one catcher in the American League. <laughs> yeah, but everybody loves Salvador Perez, too. He's a, he's he, a fun guy. He hasn't had any problems, no. Yeah, he hasn't had any problems. That's pretty good. Um, I just saw this on, on on Facebook. Draymond Green arrested on assault charges. Oy. I guess he got in a little altercation in East Lansing, as is want to happen in East Lansing. What's he doing in Michigan State? He went to Michigan State. What's, what's he doing there? <laughs> I thought everybody leaves Michigan and never comes back. Not Draymond. Spoiler, everybody. He's real. Anyway, it's probably not that big of a deal, but it's kind of funny that, come on, don't get an altercation. Even if you didn't really do anything, don't get an altercation. See, I had forgotten he went to, he was a Sparty. I honestly forgot that. Um, however, yeah, you go back there to party, but you're too old now to go party at college. <laughs> Right. You get about a two or three year grace window, yeah. but once it gets to the point where nobody that you went to school with is still going to school there, you're not allowed to go back and party anymore. Now it's not for you anymore, well, Draymond not, Green. He's not partying. He's at a restaurant. He was at a restaurant. Yeah. A restaurant party. Okay. Woo! Have you been to East Lansing restaurants? It's like Mardi Gras every day. I don't know. I've never been to East Lansing. I didn't think that was how East Lansing was, but. I have been to East Lansing. I thought that would be uh, reserved for Lansing proper. I'll tell just, you right just now. Just Lansing. Yes. That we're going to hang out with Governor Snyder, and we're going to drink the Flint water, and we're going to all see colors. Nice. That's what's going to happen. I have partied in East Lansing before. I believe I've only done it once, maybe a second time I'm forgetting about. And I will only say that as far as like memories of college age goes, that's one of the craziest ones that I have. And it was wonderful. So uh, definitely, if you get a chance to and you're in the greater Michigan area, go party in East Lansing if you're young enough. Yeah. But uh, once you hit 23, you can't go back anymore, guys. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's wow. not for you anymore. Did we talk about this last week? Uh, how Golden State's just going to win every game this year? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Draymond Green. Ray Allen, anyone? Ray Allen. Uh, is he going there, too? Did he sign officially? Yes, yes. I heard a couple of days ago he was talking about trying to sign. Yeah. That's a dude who just wants to chase that one last oh, title. Oh, sure. And here's the deal. If you can get on Golden State, Brent, if I could Why sign not? with Golden State right now, I would absolutely would be on that team. literally be like the Steve Kerr of, of you know, he's just going to come off and just have picks set for him and hit open, or not even set, have picks set. Durant or someone will drive inside and he'll be wide open. You have to leave him wide Brent, open. You Brent, you need a body to foul. And I'm right here. I mean, he's the, probably the... <laughs> I want a ring. He might be the third best three-point shooter of all time. Uh, Ray Allen, Ray third, Allen. Well, you say Reggie Miller's ahead of him. And you would say... Steph Curry. Vinny Microwave Johnson. Oh, yes. Thank you. Fourth thank best. You. Fourth, Fourth best. best. Thank, thank you. You, <laughs> uh, you cannot uh, argue you with Ray you Allen. You have Beer, Bill Lambeer in there. Uh, actually, Fifth to best. be fair, I, Fifth best. If, I'm, if I'm ranking him, you definitely... Uh, 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 Cur- uh, yeah, Curry's on, Curry has to be on the list, even mm-hmm. though his career's not done. I think you have to at least... Talk about Big Shot Bob Ori. Yeah, I don't he, know. A, a man won six, uh, seven rings. 
Yeah, but he played with Kobe and Shaq, and you know he wasn't like the focal point of any of those teams. But he also hit game-winning shots for like every team he, he did, played. But so does Steve Kerr. You're not talking about Steve Kerr, uh, sir. Steve Kerr was the MVP of those. Steve teams. Kerr did. Steve Kerr did that for two different. He did for the Bulls and the Spurs. Both. I think we're going to get to the point and call me crazy. I think Steve Kerr's going to have more rings than Michael Jordan by the time it's all said and done. It's probably right. He's got playing rings and now coaching but rings. playing Because he's about to win a three-peat. Honestly, playing rings are the ones that count. Unless you've just excluded... Well, Phil Jackson... Does tell that have, to Phil Jackson. He, have, he has one player ring. He has one player I ring. I believe so, yes. Yeah. I will tell Phil Jackson that. Oh, speaking of which, Phil Jackson, come on yeah. in. Special guest. Okay. I've been bagging him. Can you scrub off that patchouli first? Thank you. Oh, jeez, so <laughs> pizza. Anyway. So All-Star like Game Weekend... I don't like the smell of it, Ray. It hurts my head. Nobody should like the smell of it. All-Star Game Weekend. Uh, we did not go to the ESPYs this year, Brent. What happened? What happened to our invitation? I got to ask the question. When was the ESPYs? The ESPYs happens in All-Star Game Weekend. It should be tonight, I think. I don't think so. Or it's Wednesday night. I haven't heard about it. And it's in sure? San Diego, yeah. They always do the ESPYs right now. Yeah, I haven't heard. Well, here's what happened, Ray. As you know, last year, the, le- the year we went was the last year when it wasn't on network television. And when things turn into network television, you know who gets squeezed out of tickets, Ray? The little guys. I'd say the people like you. With if it was just me, podcasts. I would still have a ticket. But since I'm attached at the hip with you in this endeavor we call Raisin Brent, I get screwed. You know, once again, Brent, I can see the uh, see my folly. I am truly the anchor. Thank you. That's been weighing you down Thank you. all this time. <laughs> uh, I hope you and Dufresne are able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> me and Dufresne will probably still go. Dufresne, the podcast dog. Uh, that is a fact. Well, anyway, so uh, if we're gonna are we doing a, a bet real quick? Like Justin Timberlake is uh is uh hosting the ESPYS. I saw John Cena. Oh, okay. Justin Timberlake's oh he's presenting an award. There you go. Uh, John Cena, by the way, is is a G. <laughs> that guy is amazing. I just want to take a moment and say, John Cena, you're awesome. The guy you. I play Sapo with wrote one of his movies. What was it called uh, Trainwreck? No, the something, Soldier. Something pounds or pack it on the pounds. One of his first movies. Hmm. Yeah, written by a, you know, a guy in my softball league. It's the only guy in our league who's thrown a no-hitter. Dan Kunkka. Uh, sir, this is a family broadcast. Dan Kunkka. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about... Oh, no, real quick. Uh, do we want to do a bet on the game? Combination bet? You have to win both the All-Star game uh, and the well, Home Run Derby? It's already going to be hard enough to win the Home Run Derby. you basically got a one out of five chance. That's right. But for so. us, it's basically a one out of two. Since you've won it three years in a row, it's probably a one out of one. Okay. I, I, get to pick, I get to pick first, then. Okay, you get to pick first. Do you want American League or National League? I want the American League. Of course you do. I want the National League, okay. so there it is. Uh, I don't even think we needed to pick that. I just assumed we would fall on our yeah. natural sides. Yeah. But, um, okay, so National League, and so what's the bet really quick? Um, we have not done a Facebook-style bet outside of the post-a uh, thing. Facebook-style bet? Like a picture of some kind, a cover photo. Hmm. I was thinking more on the lines of why don't we do like a the loser has to take the other guy to a Dodger game. Oh, okay. You yeah. know what? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Done. Let's do that. Dodger game bet. Yeah. It's on. Baseball for baseball. Okay. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about Preacher after three seconds of Bob Dylan. Because the times, they are a-changing. And Preacher aired on Sunday. We're just past the halfway point in the first season, I believe. Really? I thought we were closer to the end. Okay. I thought it was 10 episodes, and I think this is episode 6. Okay. I mean, I could have all my numbers totally no, I think wrong, right. but I think I, that right. feels right. Yeah. Um, and lots and lots of interesting stuff happened. And when, when last we left our, our heroes, mm-hmm. uh, the preacher, Jesse Custer, had told Eugene to, quote-unquote, Go to hell, Eugene! And he, went, he fell through the floor and ended up in the fiery pit of hell. 
I guess I sort of assumed in this episode he was going to get Eugene back. But as the episode begins, he seems to feel bad about it, but doesn't care. <laughs> Eugene is a bad person. and That's what he says. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, uh, Eugene is a bad, bad person. And, and everybody at church is like, hey, where's Eugene? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah, and then the dad comes in. Hey, you guys seen Eugene, the, co- the town cop? You guys seen yep. Eugene? Sheriff Root. The last I saw, he was going in to talk to you. He wanted to talk to you. Oh, I didn't talk to him. Uh-oh. And then mom, hot girl in mom jeans. Hot girl in mom jeans. Uh, dresses like she's at Best Buy. <laughs> yes, she wait, does. You, wait, he did meet with you, remember? You didn't want to meet with him, and I sent him in anyway? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that's, uh, you know you know who she's dressed like? Mm. Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. She's Jake from State Farm. Hot, though. Well, she doesn't look hideous. No, she doesn't sound hideous at all. Uh, is it weird that they're completely changing Eugene's backstory? Mm. Again, I it's found that show. to be very upsetting. It's a TV show. And I'm fine. Here's the deal. Uh, now maybe I understand a little bit of these Game of Thrones peoples who are just like, it was different in the book and it's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Because... Now it's a property that I completely do know, and I know all the backstories of it. I know who all these characters are in the comics. So when they whole, wholesale change who these people are, I find it really, really... Like, I didn't realize how much I cared until this episode, and I realized... It, like, it hit me. I was like, oh, when they have just suddenly decided that instead of just being a confused teen who tried to commit suicide because his friend committed suicide, which is the story of Arseface, the story of Eugene... Mm-hmm. Now it's become, oh, Eugene really liked a girl and she said no, so he murdered her and tried to kill himself. That's very, very different. Well, I understand that it creates a different uh, storyline in the show that maybe more has more things to do. I just don't know that it's necessary. <laughs> Not necessarily, but, you know, then again. Does that add to look, the character of Eugene? The, the show is still created by Garth Ennis. So produced by Garth Ennis. Produced by Garth Ennis. So I don't think things are happening in the script unless he approves them. Yeah, much in the same way that uh, a Robert Kirkman uh, uh, was executive producer of The Walking Dead. He has to say okay, yeah. but who knows how much of this Garth Ennis is t- collecting the check and rubber stamping? Right? He he might not even care. He might be like, "Is do you think it's going to make more money if we do that?" Right. I don't I don't know Garth Ennis from nobody. You know, he could come in here right now and I'd be like, "What a cool British fellow." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wouldn't know it was Garth Ennis. I'm just saying it's similar to, like, I say this, Ray, to you. Yes. Because we just talked about, we were talking about, or we were both on Facebook talking about how, you know, Bernie Sanders just endorsed Hillary. That is correct. Correct? Yes. So, theoretically, if you really were behind the property, the literary property that is Bernie I, Sanders. I, I see where you're going with this. Okay then you should support this because it's supported by the guy. Now, it's not exactly the same thing because there's not as much at stake. <laughs> no, there's way more at stake in Preacher. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, the Thank opposite you. then. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it just, that changes that character to being like, now the fact that he's so nice and he's so just like genuine is makes me really, really uncomfortable <laughs> because now he's become a sociopath. Yeah. Like what that means for that character is horrifying. Right. And I don't, of course, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. Like, for one thing, the Kurt Cobain thing is pretty dated now. The Kurt Cobain thing, could, you, there are different ways you could yeah. have done it. You could have just had him being, like, on drugs and being just, like, you could have had them doing drugs and, like, you know, seeing that culture or something like that. I, I don't know. Like, I think there's a way you could have updated it. You're right. You can't just have it be Kurt Cobain killed himself, and so therefore I'm going to as well. 
that doesn't play in the year 2016. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, I think that's the overall thing with all these things that you do have a problem with that they're changing is some of these things you just can't have in the year 2016. They just wouldn't play. They could have them. There's a lot of stuff that isn't. No, a modern audience is going to reject play. that, especially in a television medium. Right. For sure. Uh, how about Tulip and Jesse? As now, ch- apparently, they're like Muppet babies. They're children who knew each other growing up, mm-hmm. not people who met later in life, because that would be too complicated. That's interesting too. I think. I just. I, I guess here's me. I hate child child actors, and I didn't. And I didn't love Tulip and Jesse as children. Now, as child actors go, these two did a decent job. Mm-hmm. I just hate seeing children on my television. You know, if you like child actors, you should go see that movie, Captain Fantastic. What is Captain Fantastic? It's a uh, it's a movie starring Viggo Mortensen. It's hard to describe what the movie's about. I is guess Peter Pan with old people. No, no. Mm-mm. It's uh, is it, it new? Is it why, why are you bringing? I will this say up? this. I saw it last week. My friend. <laughs> That's uh, why. Okay, cool. One of my friends edited the movie. Excellent. Okay, so it's new. Uh, do you watch Silicon Valley? I do love. I it's love Silicon written Valley. and directed by the guy who plays Gavin Belson. Martin Starr. No, not Martin Starr. Martin Starr. Matt Ross is his oh. name. Oh, the guy from Google. Yeah. Okay. He wrote and directed it. And I'm a big fan of his acting and his writing and directing, as it turns out. Um, I like Martin Starr, too. Just an aside about Captain Fantastic. It opens wide this week, I think. It's very cool. At least in L.A. To me, and I don't like to oversell movies. Yes. Because then I feel like people are just going to go see it and be like, oh, wasn't that good? Yeah, you told me I should see Hudson Hawk in theaters back in the day. And that uh, was a huge mistake. It was amazing. That, and uh, did you ever go see Dick Tracy? Thank you. You know what? Uh, I saw Dick Tracy. I rented it. Yeah. Anyway. Wonderful uh, movie. <laughs> I came out of that movie saying that was not only the best movie I've seen this year. It's the best movie I've seen in several years. Really? Yeah. It's that good. It's just very thought-provoking and very original. What was the name of it again? Captain Fantastic. Everybody go see Captain Fantastic. I'm going to go see it again this week. Wow, okay. Because I, I, I need to see if it's really... If it is what I thought it was. Uh, here's the deal. It probably was. Probably was. Um, so getting back to the show. Yes. <laughs> Preacher. Preacher. Cassie and Cassidy and Tulip are having a jealous argument over who knows him better, who likes him better. And it turns out now that uh, Cassidy and uh, Preacher are Eskimo brothers. Cassidy wants to know what's up with that. And Tulip's like, I don't know. It's a cool, cool good plot development. Yeah. Um, Cassidy seems to think that uh, Ryan Philippe is <laughs> the favorite actor. <laughs> Of Jesse Custer. Who's his favorite actor then? It's Ryan Philippe. It's Ryan Philippe. <laughs> it's not Ryan Philippe. It's John Wayne. Of course it's John Wayne. I sat there even being like, Cassidy, I apparently know him better than you do. Well, it's John Ray, I gotta Wayne. say, that's something they didn't change from the plot of the comic, and I disagree with not changing yeah. it. I Honestly, when he said it's Ryan Philippe, there was a part of me in that moment, like in my head, because your brain can run very fast, be like, mm-hmm. if, it's, if, it, if it actually is Ryan Philippe and not John Wayne, I'm about to just turn this off and never watch again. Mm-hmm. If, if they change yeah. it that much, I'm very upset. And they did not. They kept it. They kept that true, at least. Yeah. But uh, Cassidy and Tulip are, are now like fighting over his attention, right. his affections. I, so a Tulip banged Cassidy. In order to try to make Jesse mad at Cassidy in a weird way, yeah, even that's, though even that's though what Jesse I said originally, even, yeah. even though you didn't get it, I, I didn't got get it before. Yeah. But but now Jesse Jesse won't even care. <laughs> I guess that's the weird part. Apparently, you've never been a recipient or the giver of the, the jealous having sex with, to make someone jealous. No, huh. I don't know what that is. That's really too far. Interesting. That's too far a road <laughs> to take. I've said too much. 
hey, everybody. <laughs> um, and then the other big thing that happened, well, okay, uh, 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 Tulip beats up a child and steals pants back of her drunk Uncle Walter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, we basically find out that Tulip is an O'Hare, which we knew. Yeah. Not Scarlet O'Hare, but Tulip she O'Hare. She owns the airport in Chicago. Thank you. And therefore, that makes her dangerous in the town of Anvil. So she was living with Jesse and, and his dad, and it, now she's been sent away, and so there's lingering resentment. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot going on, Brent. <laughs> yep. A lot of stuff going on. What do you, well, make, did you, what did do you, you make of all the childhood stuff? Help me understand exactly what's going on. Well, the childhood stuff, just it just goes to building their characters as being going way, way back. So I think... In a comic book, you say, "Oh, they just met in later life. It's fine. You move on." But in a TV show, they you know they they have to show why they're supposedly so close and why it's so hard for him to why she really wants Jesse back and why it's hard for him to not be with her and that kind of stuff. Well, if I'm reading it correctly, he prayed to God that his dad would be murdered mm-hmm. because his dad wasn't letting him have any fun and hanging out with Tulip, who's a bad influence, and uh, so he gets murdered. And so Jesse feels bad about it. And then goes to become an outlaw with Tulip, like, ten years later? Right. Just, it's a little strange, I guess, is all. Uh, the big thing the big thing that I enjoyed in this episode, uh, 100%, was uh, Kin Cannon. Yeah. Showing up and being like, okay, I don't love God, so therefore... Well, no, no, no. It's all semantics. He said he would serve God. He did. Right? He served God. I will absolutely He's serve God. God. What Jesse's deal with him was... If you do not leave that church a Christian. And he's not a Christian. Now, you can serve God. Maybe in Jesse's uh, you know, view of the world, only Christian is only the way you can serve God. But there are other religions. There are other people that, that have other, you know, there's, there's different religions that's, that serve other gods. You could have a personal relationship with the creator that does not mean necessarily you are a, a Christian. Christian. Right. And, that's what, and we don't know exactly what Queen Can is talking about. But I think he's just taking it very literally. I didn't leave a Christian because you well, said serve God. That doesn't mean serve Jesus Christ, the God Jesus Christ. I mean, there are ways to serve God otherwise. And he basically well, said, like, just, he, and he wanted the church. He wanted the church. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's done what it takes to get the church. He wants Jesse to sign the church over. He said, okay, our bet's over. I came to church, did not leave a Christian. Yeah, I serve God, but that doesn't make me a Christian. Isn't this, uh, give this, me the church. Doesn't this remind you of, uh, of, of that, uh, that fairy tale? About the uh, you know the fisherman that gets the three wishes and then he wishes for like oh I wish you know you wish for more wishes everything I had was gold oh no wait now my wife turned into gold okay yeah. I wish my wife wasn't gold now and you know what I hate about that women yeah. are not property wishmaker genie thank you you're a sexist genie and thank I don't appreciate you. your attitude thank you no he just said I wish everything I see turns to gold well that's a problem basically not yeah. everything I own yeah yeah but uh, there's a sketch there somewhere it reminds me of that. In that, if Jesse had said, you know, serve, a, you know, become a Christian, then Ken Cannon wouldn't be able to do this. But he didn't explicitly say that. So now he's using kind of semantics to get around it. Ladies and gentlemen, verbal semantics from Preacher. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Get excited. But yeah, Quinn Cannon is. Uh... <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely loved his performance in that scene, though. I thought that uh, 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 yeah. Jack Earl Haley on the scene like, well, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So well, sign here. We had a deal. Jesse's like, I'm not going to sign here. You are a Christian. He's like, I'm not. I'm not. And I, he could even be lying, too. 
That's the other thing. He could well, 100% that's the thing that I wonder, like, I don't re- remember exactly how it worked in the comics, but does this thing that he says to you, let's say if I said to you, Ray, eat corn, would you always the rest of your life just eat corn? And that's the question. Does it or wear does off it wear after off? a while? And that was an interesting thing. Like, unless he sets a timer on it, I do believe it wears off because uh, he did say back away. She didn't spend the rest of her life backing away from the truck, right? Right. So therefore, he could say, serve God. He could serve God, and then I have now served God. I am well, out. Maybe it's as you understand it, though. He just said, back away, and you back away, that means get 10 feet away to that person's mind. Right. I guess. I mean, I, I think it's going to be one of those things how? where it was very well defined in the comic book exactly how the power worked and what it did. Here, I think they're being intentionally flubity with it, so that way they can make it mean whatever they need it to mean. How, how do you think, when he says... Um, so here's my question to you, because this is – it doesn't bug me. It doesn't bother my enjoyment of the show. But sure. can you explain to me exactly how – since they have to do what he says. Yes. Even if they're just doing it in the, the way that they interpret it. Yep. Uh, how was Quinn Cannon, his actions, how was that serving God? This – it's a great question. I don't know. He murdered those four people. Yeah. Now, it could very well be that they were four very, very bad people. And that he was serving God by like removing their stain from the, the, yeah, the earth. Yeah, I just cur- I'm just curious. It doesn't bother me. I assume it's something like that, but I was I just didn't know if you had any other different insight that I didn't well, think of. I'm I'm obviously there's more information we're not privy to just yet. It could very well be that he's planning to create a mega church and become a, a, a huge pastor or something to that effect. Like that's why he needs the land. That's why he worked out that deal with those people. Uh, as is this moment as we record this, having watched six episodes. None of that is clear. Yeah, he murdered those people like two episodes ago, and not really. Yes, that's true. If he if he sees that it. the way he, him serving God is opening his own church, uh, then he has to knock down Jesse's church. <laughs> that makes sense. In, in a in a weird way, yeah, he has to serve God by getting Jesse out of the picture, so he himself can uh, 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 produce can well, money money bags behind a mega. Ch- I don't know. I don't know what any, the answer because is because you know the thing that Jesse didn't really think about, and I don't know any of us would think about if we had this power that he has right now is whatever I say to you, unless it's something really really concrete, it's open to interpretation as to yes. how you're going to yes. use that or follow that order. I mean, what serve God? You could be serving God with paperwork. Yeah. I sued him, yeah. so therefore I'm going to have to serve him. <laughs> he could just be like, yeah, I I, I'm going to be the altar boy every week now because I'm going to serve God. That's it. That's that, it. Could, that could be his thing. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, he showed up to church. I that don't know. It could be like he, he makes a really nice steak dinner, and he serves it and says, God, this is your dinner. Good, I served him. Served Done. him. And d- guy didn't even leave me a tip. What a jerk. No tip. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't touch his food. And then at the end of the episode, he's got the whole crew together. Is it weird that they're dressed like Confederate soldiers? <laughs> It's a little strange, right? Well, they did a weird thing at the end, too, where it made you think for a second, like, whoa, did... Because what happens right before that? Uh-huh. Jesse opened up the floorboards mm. and tries to get Eugene back from hell, Thank right? you, yeah. He digs He digs through. He's trying to... He's he desperately says, ripping through the earth, screaming, come back, come says, back, come, come back, back, come back, come back. And then all of a sudden, you see these, like, in the dark with, like candles or whatever they had oh you saying you thought you brought him back from the yeah dead. it looked like for a second it was like oh snap he brought all the people from hell back they're all coming back uh here's the deal that did not cross my mind but that's fantastic yeah that's really good <laughs> i now, thought that was a good visual that they did to trick you for like five seconds and you're like oh wait there's that one guy oh he's got the broken arm yeah yeah <laughs> uh so now uh, king cannon is gonna open the next episode by knocking down the church apparently 
Which, if we, if we, if we're gonna get well, to where although, the, although, yeah, yes. yes and no. I mean, I've already seen in the previews for next week them showing scenes at the church. So apparently, he doesn't knock down the church. <laughs> it's very, very strange. I intentionally I mean, do not all, watch next week. I want to take it as it is. If preacher's there, you know, all he has to do is yell, "Stop, stop." Well, you can't make anybody do anything Jesse doesn't want them to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, he can stop them from doing it. I'm sorry, the end. Um, although I don't know, like I, I found that the, the King Cannon stuff is what I find super, super compelling about the show right now. What direction does this take? Why is he doing the stuff that he's doing? When and how are they going to work in the Saint of Killers? Like all this stuff. Like there's a lot of neat stuff I think they can still do. And so it, it, the, the style of the show is fantastic. So while I get really annoyed at that they keep going in different directions and changing characters wholesale in ways that I that makes me not happy. The production of the show itself is wonderful. There are reasons to come back, even if I'm annoyed by parts of it. I can just like okay. I can just put my hand over the screen when Tulip's up there. So you've changed your tune quite a bit. It's almost as if Jesse came to you and said, "Enjoy Preacher," and now you're having to do it. Oh my god! It seemed like you're about you were last week. You said, "I'm almost out of this." Yes. I'm still, I'm, I would say I'm better off now. I think I've just come to an acceptance because now they're starting to screw up more than just one thing. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to screw up a lot of it. Oh, screw up. They're, they're not doing what you remember. Man, yeah. those changes to Eugene I found galling. I just did. Like, mm-hmm. w- I don't think they've necessarily thought through exactly what the repercussions of that p- specific choice are. And, and maybe, maybe we'll find out there's more to it. But uh, on paper, it made me very unhappy. I don't know. In any case, uh, we, we, we've talked too long about it already. Let's go ahead and we'll get on up out of town, Brent. You ready to do that? Yes. Well, then we should. And we will after three seconds of Edwin Starr. Brent, you had something very emotional you wanted to talk about here at the end of the show. Well, I'd just like to. I mean, I feel like we saw today that Tim Duncan is retiring from Tim the NBA. Tim Duncan. And it's the end of an era because I know that now that Tim Duncan is is not going to be with the Spurs anymore or with any team, your wife, Melissa, is halfway out the door of being a Spurs fan. Uh, as soon as Ginobili also retires, there will be one less Spurs fan in the world. I don't. Am see, I wrong? I don't see my wife picking up a Lamarcus Aldridge jersey. <laughs> uh, here's the deal, Brent, and I'll say this out loud, and this is probably going to get me in trouble at home. Okay, I'm concerned for what's going to happen to my wife when Drew Brees and Sean Payton are both gone from the Saints. Mm-hmm. Say three years from now, four years from now. I mean, we don't know exactly when that's going to be. But there will come a time, and I think they're tied together. I think when Drew Brees retires, Sean Payton t- maybe like resigns or you know quits, mm-hmm. and then takes a year off and then goes to another team, maybe Dallas, something like that. Like I think he's going to feel like my run here in New Orleans is over. I'm going to open the door for somebody else. I am so concerned about my wife's love of football that has stemmed from the New Orleans Saints up to this point that when th- the players that she really likes are gone, what she's going to do about it. Well, that's an interesting argument, even. Like, if, if you're just a fan of a certain player, in our opinion. Yes. Does that really make you a fan of that team? Uh, you, you de facto become fan of that team. 
Yeah. And, you know, she obviously got in on the New Orleans Saints like a year before they won the Super Bowl. But maybe and so there's still was, carryover from that. I feel that. like she still might be a Saints fan after Drew Brees retires. Am I wrong? If the Saints go back to being the Aints and start putting up consistent three, four win seasons and mm-hmm. do it over the course of five, six years, yeah. I'm not sure she has the ingrained passion that I have for my Detroit Lions that got me through it. Yeah, I was going to gosh, I was hoping you wouldn't mention that because I was just kind of about to blast you. But, uh, yeah, you beat me to it. Yeah. I mean, here, I'll own it. They have been they were very bad for an extended period of time. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the fact that, like, that's in my blood and I yeah. can't do anything about it. They were really bad, but now they're up to winning low at, like, five, six games a year. How dare you. What are you, pro football focus up in here? <laughs> Predicting a 4-12 and 12 record inexplicably? Yeah. Um, no, I'm just, here's the deal. I'm sure she'll still be a Saints fan and maybe not. Maybe she joins me as a Lions fan. I don't know what that looks like yet. What about, uh, what about the the Spurs? The Spurs is the same thing. When Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker are gone and the team looks totally different with players she doesn't know as well. And I think this is going to be the same true of like, I don't say bandwagon because I think she's been a fan longer than that. Mm -hmm. But like Seattle Seahawks fans, like when they have an off season, are they, I know they're all just going to become Carolina Panther fans and have been since birth, by the way, of course. Hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm really curious to see where that's going to go long term. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's sports, so it's cyclical and nothing lasts forever. So if you get attached to a couple of players, that's only going to take you so far. Right. Now, Drew Brees is a great one of those players to get yourself attached to because everybody thought he was pretty much on his way out the door and then he led the league in passing last year. So, yeah. well, on a serious note, though, Tim Duncan, man. Oh, let's talk about Tim Duncan as the Spurs, because what does that mean for the Spurs this year? First off, just what does it mean short term? Well, then what does it mean long term? Interesting. The timing of it, too. You would think that if he was going to retire this year, he would have done it before the draft. So they could have, you know, Tim if, Duncan, you have to pretty much be drafting first overall in the right draft to get a player like well, Tim. Duncan. I'm not saying that, though, but it, it, even to replace that position, you know, if you're thinking that Tim Duncan is coming back, you're probably not drafting a power forward. That's correct. Or even a, a bigger center. Right. Um, that team is old. You know, I mean, they're still very, very good. Are they done? Well, Tim Duncan's done. What did he play? Ten minutes in the final game? Yeah. I mean, uh, against... Uh, His feet, man. He OKC? had all those, those feet problems. There just comes a point when your body tells you you got to go. Yep. And I bet Tim Duncan mentally would love to come back and play a year. It wouldn't even surprise me if halfway through the season he says, I'm healthy again, and then makes a comeback for, for the playoffs and gives it one more go. You that don't does, think that's possible? That no, I don't think that's – that doesn't seem like Tim Duncan's style. He seems like one of those guys, like, he's not going to miss the game. He will miss the game, but he's not going to be like one of those guys like, oh, I have to get back in there, a- a.k.a. Ray Allen. For example. Yeah. Speaking of Ray Allen, he just signed with – Yeah. The Golden State Warriors. Because we said. Yeah. And again, I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, sure. But not everyone has that. You know, he seems like a pretty family guy, pretty laid back guy, and will have fun in his retirement. Is that shades of Carl Malone going to the Lakers in 2004? Uh, I think coming back because, trying because, to win his title. When is, when is the last time Ray Allen played? It's been a while. Yeah. And he's already got a ring, too. So it's yes. not like he's desperately coming back for yeah, it. He's got the one I, from Boston. Honestly, I don't, get, I don't get why he's coming back. Well, I get why kind of why he's coming back, but it can only. If he gets the ring, okay, that's what's expected. If he doesn't get the ring and he embarrasses himself, that's really bad. Now, yeah. for Golden State, same thing. If they get a ring, that's what they're expected of. If they don't, why did you pick up this old dude and waste a roster spot on him? Well, you got 12, 13 roster spots, and you got the money. That's fine. Everybody's getting paid crazy right now. You saw at the, end of, saw right the end of the year last year, you know, what happens when you, you know, don't fill up all those roster spots. That's fair enough. So the only question I have, Tim Duncan, 
who's the writer who's not going to call him a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because isn't there always the guy like, he didn't earn it. That's only for a select few people. What more do you have to do than Tim Duncan did in a career? MVPs, five rings. I really think he could be the first undisputed one because all the other guys, the reason they would give you for not being in the Hall of Fame is like, oh, he wasn't nice to the media. Oh, he was a selfish player. Oh, he was just individual good player, not a good team player. Oh, you can't say anything. There's no argument that works against Tim Duncan. He didn't play long enough. Can't say <laughs> he that. Can't say that. He didn't play at a high level guess, for long enough. I guess enough. if you're a jerk, nope. you could say like, "Well, he stayed one season too long." Not a first ballot Hall <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah, and still made it like deep into the playoffs that year, right? Despite the fact that his body gave out. Well, not because know? of him, but no. No, because of Lamarcus Aldridge, and I love that signing for uh, San Antonio. By the way, mm-hmm. like you actually have a rel- like a middle range young guy to actually like build around now. Yeah, an all star. I don't know why Leonard's. Uh, can can the Pacers get him back and give back George Hill? Thanks. Uh, no, <laughs> I think no gives these maxis. <laughs> Boy, uh, one of the worst trades ever. Anyway. It could have changed the complete trajectory. Not that the Pacers would have won a title, but would have been better. Yep. With Kawhi. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, just get LeBron. You'll be in the finals that, next year. Remember that whole thing happened because Danny Granger was the man at that time, and then he ended up getting injuries and just not being that great anymore. And then meanwhile, Kawhi exploded into a supernova of stardom. You're right. That was Danny Granger for that like one and a half seasons was yeah. a superstar. Right. And where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> They're I don't even know if he's good. playing with anyone now. Well, anyway, guys, uh, that's been, oh Tim Duncan. Respect, mad respect, Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. Go off into the sunset, young man. Hey, he was one of the one of the last guys that we remember really that ended up being a superstar that stayed for four years in college. That's right. Yeah, and that does not happen anymore, Mm-mm. and probably won't happen for a long time. And he wasn't at a huge school; he was at Wake, Wake Forest. Forest, ACC. Yeah, there it is. Well, guys, you've made it through another ex- exciting, intrepid episode of Raising Brent. Brent, and I'm Ray, and I'm Brent, and we have contact information we want to give you guys right now. So, uh, really quick now. Because, Brent, you got you got places to be today. You're busy. You're a busy guy. Be. So uh, we're going to go ahead and say hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Ray Brent Podcast, or hit me up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And we have people we want to thank this week, Brent. Got to thank Greg Lopez, gotta even though we Greg don't use his... Why are we thanking We don't use his logo. You know what? I slogan, wish, I wish lingo, more athletes... His, what is it called? His something. Here's what it's called. His jingle. We don't use his jingle anymore. And you know, mostly because I just used it, Brent. Mostly because I just I just edited it no, in. I don't I don't recognize that. <laughs> uh, mostly because athletes aren't getting arrested anymore. So thank yeah, you. No athletes are getting. Oh, we should turn that back into a common segment. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, it's a good. It was a good segment. Yeah, let's do that, Brent. Let's do it. After, Why? So we can talk about. Oh. So we can talk about how it's only black guys getting arrested. Okay, it'll hassled. be which white guys getting arrested now? Okay, if it's white guys getting arrested, I can get down with that. Okay, f- finally, here's the deal: thank won't, you. won't have a shortage. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, people who want to thank besides Greg Lopez, got to thank Jeremy Buck in the Bang. Got to thank the train wreck. Train wrecks. We want to thank uh, David Knoll, our intrepid producer. Dino. And we got to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. Monsell me smart. JordanMonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Uh, anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Mm. No. Not a, no, not at all. Jack Morris. Thank Jack, I will thank Jack for Morris having a great butt. You know what? You could say you handed your butt to yeah. him, or he handed his butt to you. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Theory. Yeah. Without knowing, because I wasn't like, "Hey, Jack Morris, I'm taking a picture of your butt." No. Better flex it up. The only thing that would have been better is if you would have had a rare Pokemon on Jack Morris's butt at All Star Game festivities. Mm. Can we Photoshop that in, everybody? That's right. <laughs> 
Pokemon Go. Ray's a big fan of that. I am. Sadly. Sadly. Good night now. Let's Pokemon Go home. I still say good night. Now. You're gonna have to drag me.